Welcome back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we're down in the old Hatfield Bourbon Bunker, and we are drinking some O.C. Old Carter American Whiskey Batch Mother Trucking Tin. You back here again, huh? You I know. Just, you couldn't stay away. I couldn't. I don't know why. I don't know why. Oh, this is my first visit. This is. This is your first yeah. visit to the old Hatfield Bunker. Oh, yeah. So, we got some Old Carter, the American Whiskey Batch Tin. What's the proof on this, Mo? It's uh, 131.8. 131.8. Is there a better blender in the business? Man, it's it'd be hard to you'd be hard pressed to pick one. Now they everything they put out is just fantastic, and I, when I got this bottle, I was very excited. Yeah, no, I I bought probably maybe three or four old Carters in the last you know couple of months, and I already crushed through one, and I, I'm getting ready to open another one, and it's that that. The problem is that they do they do kick the pocketbook a little hard. Didn't you get one for a pretty good price? Oh, dude, I, I got one for like <laughs> seventy bucks in the West End. Dude had no idea. They just had it priced wrong. Somebody lucked in. <laughs> I laughed. I, I even I even texted Booth. Booth was like one of the little manager dudes that that uh, runs the little private room that Oak Carter has above the little speakeasy. And I told him, and he's like, "Dude, he goes, they had no idea." I was like, "They did not have any idea." So. Which one? Which one did you end up getting? Uh, I, it was it was one of the twelve year old single barrels or thirteen year old single barrels. I mean that thing had to be like two fifty, two seventy five regular price, and I yeah. got it for like seventy bucks. Yeah, yeah, it was a little more squat bottle. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean it, it's not it, the normal. It was the, one. it was the original bottle yeah. shape that they had because I know they did have problems getting glass, so that's one of the reasons they changed to it. And honestly, I like from this the naked, a bit more. I, I I don't think you could really tell the difference unless you put them side by side. Like I think yeah. most people, I think if you just saw an old Carter on the shelf, you wouldn't know if it was the first iteration of their bottle or the second iteration. That would be my best guess. Yeah, most people could. Maybe you because you've seen a lot more of them than yeah. other people. But so sir, people have had them on their, shelves. Do they have any distinct flavors? Do they usually go after certain profiles? So I mean, with me, from what I gathered from the conversations that I've had with Mark and Sherry over the time, I, I think they do a lot of uh, they do a ton of MGP, right? Like they love MGP, and and Mark loves high corn, so they mm-hmm. do a lot of blending and things like that with ninety nine one corn products. So basically, it's corn bourbon, but it's bourbon, um, and it's aged, and then they'll blend that with like the twenty one percent or the thirty six percent rise, and get the sweetness that they want from that ninety nine one. And then run it that way. And then sometimes they'll double oak some stuff. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll blend out stuff. But they, I mean, they're just they're they're probably one of the best blenders, if not the best blenders in the no, business. I've seen twelve year old, thirteen year old, fourteen year old single barrels. Are they usually focused on the 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 older stuff? Uh, I mean, yeah, for the most part. I I think a lot of their small batch blends are probably between seven and nine year old blends. You know, so I mean, they're not they're not young by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, I think they're single barrels. I don't think they've got one out there that's less than ten or twelve years old. I don't think I've ever seen one. So I don't know. So has this one got an age statement on it at all, or is it just the American whiskey? Uh, just the straight American whiskey barrel and, strength. And you said it's batch ten. Yep. So if I. I'm going off of vague memory. I think I had talked to Mark a little bit about this one. I think this is a blend of like 12 and 13 year old barrels. Okay. Yep. And what's crazy about that is it's 131 proof. You don't smell a lick of alcohol. No. On the nose. I mean, it's super sweet. It's subtle. It's got some nice like caramel notes. It's got some nice tobacco, a little bit of leather. There's two, uh, 2,621 bottles. 2,621. So that's a, that's a fairly decent sized batch now granted american whiskey there's not as much angel share because it's not a new barrel yeah so i mean but still i mean you got to figure for for 
stuff that's that old, they're probably getting max 160, 175 out of a barrel. So 175, 25, 2600. I mean, that's that's a that's a decent chunk of barrels. You're talking 13, 14 barrels. Yeah, somewhere yeah. in there. That's a lot of blending if you think about it. Though. It is. Dude, it, it's a science. I mean, that's the one thing, like, you know, as I've, I've been, you know, contemplating starting our own label and things like that is like, how am I going to do it blending? You know, single barrels are easy, right? You bring people in, you let them try it. They get to pick the one they like, whether I like it or a lot right it's something whether you like it there's six dudes that are coming in and they're trying to barrel and they're trying to decide but when you blend something there's some magic to that right you got to pick the right rye spice with the right sweetness you got to pick the right you know uh like if something's missing like a little bit of that like brown sugar or something's missing that leather that you like or like something like that you're you're grabbing something from another barrel of saying hey i think this is what's going to going to give me that mix well, especially when you're going saying 13 barrels because you could have one that could just throw everything off so then you got to re-blend everything with a different barrel because that went through everything shitting yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So there's definitely a science in that. And I'm wondering if sometimes when they have larger batches, that may be the case. They're like, oh, we got 10 barrels. This is good. But let's go ahead and add this one more barrel. And you're like, oh, that did not help. Let's go ahead and add another one. Uh, made a little bit better. Let me add one more. And, and go through it to the point I, where they... I don't, I don't think they do that. I think the way that a lot of those blenders work is they'll take like basically a 750 out of each barrel or like a 375, and then they'll just start dropping like 100 milliliters of each if one oh, really? into one big bottle. And then they'll get to the point where they've got, you know, hey, this and this, and that way they know exactly what they're working with. Or they might be even like Carl said, they might even be inputting 25 milliliters. Yeah. Got it. And that way they get a blend, a true blend of those. They let it sit in that glass bottle or a glass jar or whatever, and then they come back and try it. Blend it one day, then try it the next? Yeah, probably let it sit longer now. Probably let it sit yeah. three or four days. They really want the, they really want the flavors to marry. Yeah. yeah, you know, probably shaking it, you know, let it rest in it, shaking it, rest in it, shaking it, rest in it, opening it up, closing it, you know, letting some air get to it. Now, we, we've done a couple podcasts. How many, two or three would you've done? I, I've been a part of two of them. I think we've done four with Mark and Sherry now. And, I mean, they're some of the most fun people to be around as well. So, I mean, they, they sit around and really um, have a passion for whiskey and wine and things like that. Oh, absolutely. And they I, cut loose, man. They like to have a good time. I could see them, when they get to a taste point that they like, whatever the barrels are at, I think they probably stop at that point. No, I, I would say that's probably the case. I will say though, their their rise, man, like their rise, they really, really work hard on. I feel like because I don't think either one of them are big, big rye drinkers. I think they're both more like in that high corn area. So I think whenever they're going through their rise, they really that's a labor of love. Like they're really, really diving deep into those. That's I don't see as many of the rise as I do. Yeah, the whiskeys, the yeah. bourbons. I think they release probably maybe two rise for every five or six bourbons and yeah. American whiskeys. I mean, so it's 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 a much less. So you had a couple drinks and I before this pour today. Do do you feel any heat, anything, or is it just pure smooth to you? No, it's super smooth. There there is some heat to it. I mean, it's American whiskey. It's one hundred thirty proof, right? But for me, it's like it's all like in that mid, like what I would say is the side of my tongues mm-hmm. or the side of my tongue and the side of my cheeks. Like that's where the heat comes in. The finish is super smooth. It's super sweet. It's got those nice like heavy corn notes. It's got that really really good. Um, tobacco notes. It's got some nice um, undertones. Um, the fruit in there is like a really, really delicate fruit. So, I mean, I, I think these things are delicious. These American whiskeys. I'm probably got a weird palate right now, but it reminds me of like at the very front when you first try it, like a maple bacon. Maple mm. bacon, really? Yeah, that's what I'm getting at the very. So you get like a salty note? 
not really the salty part, but just more like the fatty, the like, fatty, uh, yeah. sugary. Okay, part. I, I, I could I could get a little bit of that, but and it has a this bottle has a very long finish for me. Oh, it does. I can still feel it even though I took a sip forty five seconds ago. Yeah, I'm actually. This is probably one of the first bottles I've actually felt it below the collarbone in a yeah, long time. I for me, like it, I don't know that it's going below the collarbone though. I mean, well, but, I'm, but, I'm but, saying but, for but, me, yeah, for you, yeah. Do you think it's going below the collarbone? Certainly, yeah. Oh. See, I don't think it's that hot, but I, I warmed Listen. I warmed up a lot more than you all did. Yeah, I've had <laughs> I a glass of one on one, so <laughs> I pregame just a little bit more than you all did yeah, today. But nah. it's super sweet. Really, there's no spice really on the front, but it's all in the mid, the back. Well, it's American whiskey, so yeah. it's ninety nine one. So I mean, it's all corn. It's hot corn porn. I'm not. I'm not mad. Let's call it that. No, absolutely. It's, su- it's super sweet. It's so sweet. It's got some nice, delicate notes to it, though. Out of everything you've ever tried with Old Carter, what what has been your favorite? Oh God, um, that 27 year. <laughs> 27 year was delicious. It really was. But I'll be honest with you, Batch Five was fantastic. I remember that. That was the one that we tried. Yeah, the, on the first very, very first podcast. podcast. Four and five, we fought over it mm-hmm. first. And uh, the more I drank five, because we got a Jasnoff ended up getting a bottle of five, and we ended up drinking it one night. Me, him, and a couple of guys at his house. And man, the more I drank five, I mean, five was just a fantastic bottle. That that batch five of the the of the bourbon, and then um, batch nine or ten of the bourbon was almost identical and then they just released i think it was like 13 or 14 that just came out um not that long ago another solid one that was very similar to like batch four and five so if if somebody's has a five that they haven't opened you'd be interested man not at the price point they're paying for them man <laughs> uh, anybody knows me, any, well i mean anybody knows me i'm not i'm not spending more than you know probably 300 dollars on a bottle and, and those things i think secondary now are hitting five six hundred bucks oh wow well you could probably find something to trade for it because you, you, you do have oh, a few I have, things. I have traders, but the, then then you get into the whole, like, trading this versus that. I, yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. But I do, Batch 5 is the bee's knees for sure. It's very good. But like I said, 9 and 10 were solid. 14 was good. I mean, the, I can honestly say of all the old Carters, the only, the only one I've ever tried that I was not a massive fan of or at least a – a really good fan of was one of the Kentucky bourbons that they released or a Kentucky whiskey. It was a Kentucky whiskey. Mm-hmm. Tastes like floral. I mean, it was just, it was the most floral thing I've drank in forever. And I want to say it was like maybe Kentucky whiskey number one or one of the uh, early ones. It was one of the super early ones. And, and, and uh, I know Sherry was a massive fan of that one, but I just, it was just so much floral. Like well, when I, when I, ate, when I, when I drank it, it was like dandelion and, um, violet and stuff. I mean, it was super floral. But that floral note's probably coming from the, they're still early on into the whiskey bourbon and all that. And they're just now at that point, just coming from the wine. So that floral note may be relevant to their wine taste. So they'd already released a lot of stuff by oh, then. I mean, that was already, they? that was already probably by their fifth. That, I think it was the same day we tried the, the batch five of the, of the bourbon. Okay. I want to say it was the same day Never that they that. did the Kentucky. Um, I'd have to go back and look at my pictures, but I could probably tell you exactly when it was. But I just remember like it just being super, super floral, mm. and it's the only one that I've ever drank that I was like. Eh. Actually, sounds interesting to try. So, else. have you? I know you've been to their uh, tasting room up there. I have. What do you think about that? It's. I mean, it's, it, it, it's nice. How, how many? How many bottles are in the in that room itself? So the funny thing is, I, I mean, there's hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of bottles. But I mean, I think there's like 250. 
cases in there and i mean there's some of those that have 10 12 bottles in them you know it's it, it, it's a it's a different experience the cool thing is i mean i've gotten no mark and sherry over the years and then if i ever really need something or if i've got to figure out a you know or if i'm if i have clients in town and i need to entertain i can call booth i can or i can call mark and they've always been so gracious about just like hey come on over bring them in we'll introduce them to Oak carter and it gives you a really unique experience in that process but you you've also been able to go over there and and help out a little bit right oh yeah i've definitely (laughs) i've definitely bottled more than my fair share of oak carter bottles the perks Um, well you get to drink while you get to drink that's what i mean the perks you you get to drink while you're bottling you know um that we're sampling we don't drink before noon that's the only golden rule that we try to we try to we try to um observe the noon rule but but outside of that we we definitely have had a few pours while we're uh bottling some fine oak carter whiskey well, this Can't is blame me that. this is one of my favorite bottles, um, so I'm glad we got to go ahead and review it. No, 100. percent So the we're not reviews <laughs> we're not reviewing it against anything, but of of the American whiskeys you've had, where do you where do you rate this one? Is it a top five? Is it a oh certainly um, of Old Carter or just yeah in general? Old Carter? Yeah, no, I mean, how many American whiskeys have you had outside of Old Carter? Um, the Mictors and things like that. But okay. This, I think that, but that's oh, a totally different monster, right? Sure, it's sure. not barrel strength. No, but uh, this has been probably top two. Top two. Yeah. All right. How about you, Carl? Mm, probably right with him in top two. Top two. Because yeah. there's not too many more I can attest to. Yeah. Man, I, I'd say it's definitely top five, but I've had a lot more of them than you guys have. I don't know if it's top two or not, but it's definitely top five. This is a solid pour. And this being a batch versus where most of mine they get to this proof or higher are all single barrels. Right. So there was some hot stuff in this batch. Yeah. But then again, it, like I said, it's American whiskey. It's not yeah. bourbon. It's not, it's not your standard bourbon. It's not your standard, uh, you know, s- small batch that they usually do. I, I will say that's the one big thing. I'm a massive fan with Oak Carter. It's always uncut, unfiltered, oh, yeah. always barrel strength. Yeah. Like I've never released anything that was hundred proof. They never released anything that was 90 proof. Well, there are a little label up here underneath the small batch says never filtered, never cut. Yep. I, I I can appreciate that. No, one hundred percent, I can. But don't get me wrong. There's some of your favorite bottles that you ever want to try are one hundred and seven proof, hundred proof, one hundred and two. Oh no, absolutely. There there are fantastic pours out there that are in that ninety five to one hundred and ten proof range. Absolutely. Yeah. And but I don't think cutting them a little bit sometimes can can actually benefit. Some of my favorite OCs are one seventeen. I mean, yeah. but, but but they've not been cut right. So I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you 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 have to enjoy what you're drinking as what it is and and how they intended it to be drank. So I, that's the way. I look at it you know that, that that's the reason i've i've been a single barrel snob for quite a lot quite a while um because i think that when you get something that's barrel strength you're getting it as they intended it to be drank when they made it now that being said a lot more places didn't start releasing barrel strength until later on and they started doing a lot of 90 and 100 proof stuff so yeah but i, I i'm not a i'm not a single bear a single barrel snob like you i don't mind a lot of stuff that's shelfers 95 100 proof 107 proof weller 107 is just a great bottle um so but i can appreciate what they do no 100 percent, carl i'm in love with it honestly (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i don't get to try too many old carters out there you're right hey listen they're not as prevalent in in our area you know especially southern indiana i mean you got to go to louisville get them typically so 
Well, if you want to find us, you can find Bourbon Barrel Talk on Facebook, Instagram, or the X. I guess it's called X now, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't it's know. X. That's what they're calling it. X. Uh, you know. what, what is it when you tweet? So it's X'd? Yeah, I guess I've, I, I'm, I'm going to start. I'm, I'm going to start yeah. Xing. I'm going to start Xing people whenever I'm when I'm Xing. Doesn't sound right. So anyway, you want to find us on Facebook, Instagram, or the X? You can do that. You can also email us at bourbonbrilltalk at gmail Make sure you hit the subscribe button whenever you're listening to our episodes. Share an episode. That's one of my favorite things to do. When I see somebody that shares an episode and they tag O.J. Scott Minton and they say, "Hey, Scott, we love your shit. This is what we're doing." Tag us. Tag me. Tag me. I don't even care if you tag Bourbon Brill Talk. Tag <laughs> Scott Minton. And I'll be listening. I'll be appreciating it. We greatly appreciate it for you listening to our episodes as we release them out. This is Scott, Carl, and Toby signing off. Peace. See ya.